0: The bear is here. I am also recording. I am no longer playing WoW. (laughs) Okay, not no longer playing WoW as in not ever, but not currently playing WoW. You've been
1: freed from the shackles of WoW. (sighs) No. Thank you for tuning into the room where... Nope. <laughs> Restart. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch... Ta, 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 Steven Universe. My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomWearPod, and you can find this podcast on Twitter at Pod. With me, as always, is my infectious co-host, August.
0: I, I'm not infectious. I'm just infected. That seems like, that's like
1: less of a, like, can be viewed as a positive thing. I was trying to help here.
0: Uh, there's no helping this. I'm low-key miserable. Fucking end me. Uh, but otherwise, hello, I am August. You can find me on the Twitters at HarpyDora, and my pronouns are they, them.
1: Um... Hey, you guys remember the last episode we recorded where we're like, we can't believe Disney's doing this nice thing in the form of the Owl House. They fucking ruined it already. Owl House is not getting a full season three. I think it's getting like three uh, movie special things like hour, hour, hour and a half long specials, but they're not getting a full season three. And it's fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah, never, never trust the mouse to to do the right thing. And uh,
1: I think that I think they may have known it going into this season, though. Judging by like, I'm eight episodes in. They just released the eighth episode, and the pace seems like yeah, we're tying up some ends. Like, <laughs> so it it seems as though they're barreling toward big conflict that I could see being solved in three. Movies. So, so, at the very least, it seems like maybe they got enough of a heads-up to know that it wasn't happening so the story can be completed properly.
0: It still fucking blows, It man. still
1: fucking blows, yeah. Like, this is the silver lining of the, like, like, shit tornado.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. So, speaking of the Owl House, Anya and I consumed the first episode together.
1: Oh, how did you like it?
0: Uh, we both enjoyed it. Um, it. I mean, I... From the the episodes we watched uh, last time, it was you know very enjoyable. But seeing the genesis of it uh, was uh, very cute. Uh,
1: the next episode, the second episode, has a Metal Gear reference in it. I'm so happy for you to experience
0: <laughs> it. I cannot wait. <laughs>
1: you're gonna. I know. I know for a fucking fact. You're just gonna pop hard as fuck. <laughs>
0: We'll see. We'll see.
1: Oh, you will. Oh, you will. I know. I know what the line is. Uh, You're gonna fucking pop hard. (laughs) Um. So, Brian,
0: have you watched any cartoons?
1: God, yes, I have. I watched Gundam. uh, I watched the Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway uh, Mm -hmm. movie that's on Netflix. It's interesting. So it follows, uh, I can't remember his name, but Bright Noah's kid. Mm-hmm. Bright Noah, the lead, like the, the the commander of White Base from the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, he also was in multiple other Gundam series in the UC. Uh, but it's his kid, and his kid is like, hey, Earth Federation's a bunch of fashy fucks, uh, and I'm going to kill them all. And then he almost does. Is pretty good. Uh, it's a it. There's not a lot of Mobile Suit Gundams in it, <laughs> but there's a lot of like weird spy craft, political intrigue shit going on. It's not bad. It's not like re- I, it's not revolutionary, but it's a pretty good movie. It looks pretty good. Um, some of the three D models are kind of meh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like full 3D. I don't know. I can't get behind the full 3D Gundams. They just don't feel, they didn't feel weighty. But also mm-hmm. it's later UC stuff. And so even in the cartoon when they were hand drawn, they didn't feel that weighty. So I don't know. Your boy, your boy still reps Azaku, Zaku. So like. Fair. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite mobile suit is still a Zaku in the Tall Geese. So that's where my, my Gundam aesthetics
0: lie. You're valid. Um, so, speaking of uh, 3D mechs, before we get too far off, uh, mm-hmm. I saw something that is very interesting to me. Um, that uh, Rooster Teeth miniseries, Genlock, is actually on HBO Max. Yeah, it's coming saw that. to HBO Max. And I really want to watch it again. I thought, is it? Is it just coming to
1: HBO Max or is it like is like the next is it coming to HBO Max and then the next season will be on HBO?
0: I don't know. I just saw the notification that it was coming to HBO Max. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure with a little uh, sleuthing, we could probably figure out the status of it. But if it gets a second season, I'm keenly interested because it was super fun. I
1: watched like three episodes of it and I like it. I like the story. I do not like the animation.
0: I mean, uh, that's fair. It but... reminds
1: me of the of that 3D Berserk anime. Just where everybody kind of moves it just it doesn't flow quite as well. Mm. And it's not like the story is very interesting and I know that it has um
0: it has Uh, a lot of Michael B. Jordan
1: is in it and I love him quite a bit
0: Uh, I think David Tennant's in there
1: he is yes
0: Um, a couple of other big names that it's like how in the fuck did Rooster Teeth land these people Um, I mean honestly I think
1: the thing is I don't think this is a like I think Rooster Teeth is more of the production house for this are like more of the producer for this. I don't th- I don't think it was an internally produced idea like Ruby was.
0: I don't remember. I I remember like back when it first came out, I kind of like followed it a bit. but I don't know. It, it's worth it's worth uh, looking into before our next episode probably because it I found it deeply enjoyable. There's a Canon gender fluid character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's got some interesting, uh, things to propose about, like, personhood and embodiment and stuff like that, so, uh. They're nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I remember liking it up to the point that I stopped, what, like, I didn't, like, stop hating it. I just kind of, like, it wasn't the story was interesting, but I couldn't like, I couldn't get super invested in the visuals. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can go back to it though. I'm much more used to that fucking style of animation than I am, than I was at the time. Yeah. So, cause like I watched that whole fucking uh, Pacific Rim series. that's on Netflix and that thing's, and it look, looks like I fucking rendered that shit in blender. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the story's great.
0: <laughs> so yeah, maybe I, still I can need get to back. watch
1: that. It's real good. I was like, how are they going to how are they going to, like, deal with the canon of these two wildly different movies? Are they just going to ignore the second movie? They don't. Uh, They actually do a really good job with it. Um,
0: It's going on my list.
1: Let's see. Oh, I also watched part of uh, Gunpowder Milkshake.
0: Oh, uh, where are you watching it? Where is it? It's on it? Netflix. It's on Netflix? Oh, ah, yeah. shit!
1: Yeah, so did you ever watch any of Robert Rodriguez's movies?
0: Uh, the name doesn't ring a bell, but that doesn't mean uh, I haven't. From
1: Dusk Till Dawn, El Mariachi. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay, so the trailer makes it look like this is going to be a John Wick ass movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not. It's still an action movie, but it's like a Robert Rodriguez action movie where oh. shit's just like frenetic and wacky (laughs) it is it's got so much once upon a time in mexico vibes to it um
0: oh man i oh i'm so stoked i want to watch this now recording's canceled i'm going to go watch gumpowder milkshake
1: there is one weird fight scene at the very beginning where they're kind of like doing a camera crank You know how you Mm kind of, like, you slightly speed up the footage? It just Mm. feels real weird, and I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if it was to cut, maybe to cover some, like, I don't know what the the idea was there. But they don't do it in the entire rest of the movie, so I don't know why they did it there. But who knows. But otherwise, great. Um, I'm only, like, halfway, only got halfway through it, but the half that I watched is good. Uh, They were building up to the the more action-heavy second half. Mm Mm-hmm. And they seem to have done very well at the beginning, so I can't imagine it's going to get worse as it goes along. Uh,
0: I want to I mean, watch. It's not, it's
1: not, it is not a revolutionary movie.
0: No, um, but that's not what I'm going to it for. I'm going yeah. to it to watch a whole bunch of women kick a whole bunch of ass. You
1: should also watch Atomic Blonde if you want that. Oh, yes. Which I is very to... much which is very much like Charlize Theron is John Wick.
0: Oh, oh be still, my heart. Um... Newsflash August is very gay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, also, small Owl House update. We talked about canon genderqueer characters. There's a canon non binary character in the Owl House, and they have history with Ida, and it's good.
0: I'm so excited.
1: I also showed you, I showed you what happened in the most recent episode, because I was like, August, you've got to start watching the show now. They're literally <laughs> making this show for you now.
0: <laughs> they sure are. Yeah. So. The episode yeah. was
1: so wholesome, my fucking kidneys stopped working.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Also, it was a hooty episode, so that was good, too.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Hoot. Uh, all right, we should probably...
0: I haven't told you what cartoons I've watched yet.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we transitioned we're, into like, yeah, sorry. What tra- cartoons have you watched?
0: So, we finished Guardian. Oh which my god. Fucking wrecked my shop. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we were just like, oh, we're going to we're going to take it slow and then like 2 weeks later, we've watched 40 episodes of this <laughs> web show. Um It's goofy as fuck. Uh, The production values are not great. But, oh my god. So, like, a lot of the fandom really hated the ending. um, Because, due to, like, censorship and shit, it had to be, like, a tragic ending. But, honestly, I felt the ending was fairly satisfying. Like... I enjoyed it, but then again, I enjoyed the ending of Escaflone. so... Eh, who knows? Um, but, in order to fill the void that Guardian left in our hearts, uh, we immediately started watching another Chinese BL drama uh, called Word of Honor, which the source material of that is by the same woman who did the source material for Guardian. mm mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This one's actually like a wuxia costume drama. Oh my god. It's so good. It's so good, Brian. It hasn't filled the void in, in our hearts, and it is, fact, it is in fact going to dig another void for when we actually finish <laughs> Next it. Next the
1: other void.
0: <laughs> yeah. But uh, if, if you're into really pretty, really pretty men... Uh, wearing really pretty costumes, doing a whole bunch of wire work, and also, like, gazing soulfully at each other. Mm. It's it's good. I do,
1: I do like wire work. Again, I must recommend Into the Badlands, a show that is objectively not good but looks great.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Word of Honor, I think, is on Netflix now. It's also on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. Um, So, I mean, you can... You can get it legally with not as janky subtitles as Guardian has. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's gorgeous. Like, all of the sets and stuff are gorgeous. The costume design looks great. Um, there's a little bit of jankiness because there's some CG in places that I don't understand why they put CG there when practical effects would have worked fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Probably but, pre- cost.
0: Maybe, I don't know. But uh But yeah, it's really good. The the main characters are all really compelling. Um I absolutely adore the love interest. Uh he is a messy bitch who lives for the drama. And yes. like I don't know how they got his character past the censors because he is thirsty as fuck <laughs> and horny on main and Oh my god. Uh, that reminds
1: me, I probably need to watch the second second season of Beastars.
0: Oh, jeez. I got <laughs> like two episodes in and then stopped, and I don't know why, because it was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I shared the first episode to Shannon.
0: <laughs> She's oh. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, those are, other than that and then the first episode of Owl House that okay. Anya and I watched... Um that is the the cartoons I have consumed.
1: I feel like you guys will start ramping up on the owl house. It's pretty pretty consumable.
0: It I don't know. Word of honor is like taking up our attention. Like I wanna be done recording by a certain time because Anya promised that we'd watch two episodes tonight. So
1: oh, 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 oh. Put on the fucking candles
0: it's it's so good, Brian.
1: <laughs> well, then we should get started.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, hi, we're doing our episodes. This is not just <laughs> Brian and August <laughs> talk time. <laughs> hey, August, we, do you want to start a
0: podcast? Uh... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Today, this week, we watched episodes what are you Super doing watermelon island <laughs> since i asked about the cartoons i thought i would introduce which episodes we watched okay. um anyway sorry please continue <laughs> that's fine i mean i threw me off it's not normal i don't like it um <laughs> you can blame the bacteria yeah. in my body
1: i do um <laughs> This week, we're covering episodes 79, 80, and 81. This is the beginning of season fucking three. Um, those are episodes Super Watermelon Island, Jim Drill, and Same Old World. First up is episode 79, Super Watermelon Island. This was written by Joe Johnston, Jeff Liu, um... And uh, the official synopsis is: Stephen finds out what happens to all what <laughs> happened to all those sentient watermelons he created, which is like a shit post level of official synopsis.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's got but- like a
1: tone to it that the other ones do not. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I feel like the synopsis. Phenop- oh mm-hmm. my god, the synopsis writer. Uh, was probably absolutely done at the Mm -hmm. end of the day when they wrote that one though it's also (laughs) very accurate yeah like it's pretty solid yeah i'm not mad uh camera pulls up
1: and we wake we are faced with a watermelon steven he is on mask island he is awoken by a weird watermelon dog Um, It becomes very clear that the Watermelon Steven that we're looking at is confused about being a Watermelon Steven. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious from the jump that this is Steven, Steven, Um, actual flesh and blood Steven, Um, probably partially made out of light Steven. Uh, And... um, He is shown around by Watermelon Dog, uh, like an entire Watermelon Stevens society that has grown up on Mask Island. You'll remember Mask Island is the island where um, the Invisible Jim trapped, quote unquote, trapped Sadie and Lars and Steven uh, that time. And... Steven is shown around the the little society that they've created. He sees their little village, how they're raising new little watermelon Stevens, family dynamics. They've got a religion. <laughs> um and he's yeah. par- becomes part of a ritual after the ground shakes um where he is brought up to a hill Um, placed on a cliff in a very sacrificial manner this is giving some mad midsummer vibes Um, and then rising out of the ocean like some kind of angry fucking god is malachite who eats him and he wakes up to peridot being like oh my god it's happening the fucking cluster it's gonna fucking break out of the earth and steven's like no no i think it's malachite uh she, lapis is starting to lose control uh so the gems rush off to uh go and take care of this situation um uh, telling steven that he needs to stay behind because it's too dangerous because frankly it probably fucking is this time i'm not gonna yeah. agree with the gems um and steven uh, and per- uh, Peridot stay behind, uh, but Steven wants to go with them, uh, and Peridot's like, why don't you just do it? Like, that's your whole deal. <laughs> and Steven's like, oh, I could just uh, fall asleep and inhabit one of the other Watermelon Stevens, and then I'm here safe, uh, getting around the rules. Which he does. Uh, he uh, teleports into the body of another uh, Watermelon Steven who is in the middle of playing Hacky Sack, a uh, luckily Watermelon Dog. Uh, immediately recognizes steven uh he rushes down to the beach where uh malachite uh finally breaks free seemingly with jasper more in the driver's seat um the gems fuse into alexandrite and uh the battle rages uh it doesn't rage too great in the uh favor of alexandrite Uh, where she is punched onto the beach. She's losing this fight when Stephen finally goes. He finds the Watermelon Stevens. They're all hiding in a cave and uh, giving what I can only assume is a very rousing speech. Uh, He rallies the Watermelon Stevens, prepares them for war, and they defend their home against Malachite. Um, They do an okay job at basically distracting Malachite, which allows Alexandrite to get a second wind. Uh capturing and uh poofing alexandrite in a pretty pretty dope uppercut um they uh go back to the beach uh where they have a sleep uh jasper and a sleep lapis um they realize that the watermelon steven that was helping is in fact steven uh but the ground begins to shake even more um They tell Steven that he has to go back and help Peridot. They can't come because the warp pad was destroyed in the fight. Uh, And as he fades out of consciousness, uh, the gems all tell him that he can do it, that they believe in him and that they love him. Star wipe the end.
0: Well, this uh, sure was an episode. I have.
1: Wow. So so to the listener... (laughs) You're we are recording this the day before it comes out because of infections and my internet breaking. Um and I forgot what my notes were initially for this episode, and I have the worst first note for this episode.
0: All right. What is ready? You must prepare
1: yourself, August.
0: Hang on. (sighs) Hit me.
1: I have no mouth and I must seed.
0: Jesus Christ, Brian. Oh, my God. (sighs) Meanwhile, I'm just over here with Watermelon. (laughs) Watermelon dog. Watermelon patch. Lots of exclamation marks because the, the... Moral implications of everything that's happening in this episode haven't sunk in yet.
1: <laughs> I uh, wrote, I would die for this dog.
0: <laughs> it's a good dog.
1: It's a great dog. It has a little watermelon butthole.
0: I, I saw that.
1: <laughs> okay, good. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of its little watermelon butt. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> I love everything about the Watermelon <laughs> Society.
0: <laughs> I do, too. It's. It's very cute and pastoral mm-hmm. for the most part. Like the the watermelon sacrifices, that ain't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, you know this this set of episodes really brought back like the existential terror in force. Um, yeah, baby. But it it was very interesting, especially because I feel like this kind of reflects. Again, other than the watermelon sacrifice, this kind of reflects, like, a lot of Stephen's values about, like, the way families should function, the way that a community should function, the way that, like, gender should function, because it's like, you've got these, you know, you've got a lot of watermelons that don't really have any particular, uh... Uh, particular gender presentation and then you've got the the one that's obviously made up to be like a mom and the other one that's obviously made up to be like a dad and then you know at the end of the episode it's the mom who goes to war and the dad who stays behind to take care of the kid and <clears throat> <coughs> it's
1: just... true, which is also like just a reflection of like steven's lived experiences Yeah, like greg's the one who took care of him for most of his life with the gems being these like warriors that he looked up to Mm mhm
0: um yeah um so I mean I really thought this was this was great up until the sacrifice part that was
1: it is wild that this is an 11 minute episode and they spend so much time of it not talking uh not giving like just letting you exist in this moment like it's wild this is a normal length episode cuz it feels like it's 30 minutes fucking
0: long. It really does. There's a um, fucking
1: huge fight scene that doesn't feel rushed at all in this.
0: Yeah. The the only thing that I will say that's mm-hmm. I mean it goes hand in hand with the watermelon sacrifice is just like the way that the the spiritual elder and the the sacrifice sequence goes feels kind of like it gives me really heavy like colonialist vibes with like the portrayal of indigenous religions and things like that so that's Mm -hmm. not great i mean it honestly reminds
1: me more of like western pagan tradition like this gives me like mad uh wicker man vibes
0: Mm, i can see that
1: yeah or like I said, Midsummer, which is like a another like kind of like European paganism wild ass
0: okay.
1: you know, shit, so. Okay. Um but that just could be my horror movie references being more <laughs> more tuned to that, so fair. Um also, I guess, like, in the same way, like, there's a, a weird version of this at the beginning of Gundam, uh, uh Turn A Gundam, too, that is, like, weird, um, Western, like, like, Eastern, or, uh, Western European, uh, paganist holiday things mixed with kind of, like, weird, like, like, misinterpretations of, like, native traditions mm-hmm. at the beginning of Turn A Gundam, uh, so... Uh, it does it a little bit more. It, it's trying to say something a little bit more than Steven Universe is, uh, because Tomino. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, not to say that uh, Rebecca Sugar doesn't have things to say. Uh, she's just not Tomino. Yeah. <laughs> no one has as many things to say as Tomino does. <sighs> um, How has uh, Paradox stages of the cluster not been turned into a meme?
0: I I genuinely don't know because it's 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 extremely memeable. memeable. Yeah,
1: get on it, the world. I guess.
0: Yeah. Um. I didn't have a lot of notes for for this particular part, other than, oh my god, why don't you just disobey them? (laughs) Isn't that like your thing? (laughs) It's such a good
1: line. It is. And then, like, it's a treasure.
0: It it's. Really just kind of like incisive of her Mm -hmm. to to pick up on this kind of thing. Um I don't know. It's also like the uh, I was
1: just being on a ship made me tired. (laughs) No one likes Jasper. Even the other bad guys.
0: Yeah. Which Um, is a shame because Jasper hot, but it's true.
1: I think it's there, it's fine. Um I love Stephen taking over the other watermelon, the, the second watermelon Stephen, like he's the fu- like he's an agent from the fucking matrix.
0: It's fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up. We're never going to, like, we're never going to address the fact that it's fucked up, that Stephen can completely supplant another creature's consciousness, potentially. Cause like, we don't really know what happened to that watermelon after Stephen, uh, after Stephen possessed it. Um, and we can only guess what happened to the first watermelon Steven possessed. Well, since well, the first you know, watermelon is, sacrifice.
1: It, it almost certainly is dead.
0: Yeah, uh, um, and we're there's a lot of watermelon to,
1: death in this motherfucking episode.
0: And we're never, we're never going to address any of it, are we? <laughs> no. Like
1: we, this is, I will say that this is not the last time that we see the watermelon Stevens. There's I, one more watermelon Steven time. And this is certainly not the last time that we see Steven accidentally invading the consciousness of another creature while he's asleep.
0: Uh, it just I, I gets weirder next time. Oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's there's there's a lot here that I'm we're never gonna talk about, huh? Yeah. Like we're never going to talk about like how traumatizing the experience of being eaten alive probably is, or like how traumatizing it is to watch like all of these strangers that he's indirectly created, because like it, it seems to imply that there are multiple generations of watermelon Steven, so it's possible that this may not may be a mixture of first and second gen watermelons. I think this might be first,
1: second, and third gen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so like a lot of these these things that he's directly created or indirectly created that are just, like, throwing themselves upon the rocks of Jasper and, like, all of the death. And we're we're just never going to talk about it again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, These episodes are so fucked up. It's true. But the
1: fight scene is real good. Oh, yeah. God, you can... You can just feel the the Evangelion like vibes pouring off of this giant mm-hmm. monster fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Also, why Malachite's so big?
0: Because Jasper.
1: Jasper's not that big, though.
0: Maybe she should be. Maybe I guess. Uh, well, I mean, she's got to have a lot of room to hold her anger issues.
1: I mean, maybe. It's just, it's interesting, because, like, (gasps) Pearl and Amethyst, who are, like, an equivalent fusion, like, Opal is nowhere near the size of what Malachite is.
0: Yeah, but but Amethyst and Garnet... Well, Amethyst and Garnet are a three-person fusion, Yeah, exactly.
1: Um... I wonder if, if it's it, but- like overall power level because like I, not because Jasper's real strong Jasper's only about as strong as amethyst is I think it's lapis cuz lapis is like quietly the most strong crystal gem
0: <laughs> Maybe
1: we eventually find out what lapis's like purpose in the gem hierarchy is Oh boy Yeah and it's uh wild
0: I'm assuming she's not a comb. No. <laughs> a sentient comb. Uh
1: no, she unfortunately is not. Um Let's see. Uh But yeah, like, especially when the when uh Alexanderite crashes into the beach behind Steven. I'm like this is a fucking Ava shot. I know this shot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fucking never hardly ever does the the Wiki uh, ever mention when they were talking about like possible references and animation. They're like, "Oh yeah, this is probably some and like at some point in this these three episodes they like reference How to Train Your Dragon." I'm like, "Why does no one talk about Evan Galeon happening <laughs> in the background yeah. of all of these shows?" Yeah. Uh oh, actually they do right here.
0: So what does it say right there?
1: Um Alexandrite opening her second mouth after breaking out of Malachite's ice hand is a possible reference to uh Unit One going berserk. Maybe I get I can see that because like Alexandrite's face when she does that definitely looks like it's... a an Ava going going ham.
0: Yeah, I mean like, especially, like, from the first
1: episode. hmm <clears throat> um, But, And yeah. then the shot of Alexanderite stepping into the water resembles the shot of Unit 2 stepping on a bridge that also causes the water to splash. I don't... That seems more tenuous. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> I just feel like it's a general homage to... Because when the big... When big gems fight, it has a tendency to feel like... Like, it feels like they're referencing Eva, which is, like, more of a tokusatsu show than it is a mech show, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
1: Not tokusatsu. Well, actually, I guess I do mean tokusatsu.
0: Yeah, I mean, except, like, the whole point of tokusatsu is it's live action, but, like, you know, it's shared aesthetic.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Tomino pulls a real big on, like, Super Robot and, like, Ultraman-style stuff. Tomino, not Tomino. Um, fucking Ano, Yeah, my bad. Tomino is gonna—he's on his way to beat me up for comparing him to Ano. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: also, I'm pretty sure Malachite getting all poofy and exploding is like a—it feels like Akira.
0: It does feel a little like Akira.
1: Yeah, pour one out for the fallen. Yep. And also rip Jasper, I guess. <laughs> yep (laughs) what was that who posted that great meme in our discord Uh, link in the description of the podcast below if you want to talk about things and post great memes what was it it was some link to like um Jasper putting like a spoke in the
0: oh yes yeah
1: yeah here it is I'll just I'm just gonna send it to you directly so you don't have to try and find it okay there you go. I already found it. It's it's real good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh. It's very good. <laughs> uh. But yeah, interesting, like, fun, action-packed way to start the new season off.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I just, uh, Amethyst going, you know the drill. Uh, <laughs> like, just fuck off. Fuck all the way <laughs> off, Amethyst. And Garnet at the end being like, Steven, we love you. Just... Oh, it's so uh, very sweet. Oh, my heart. I'm, like, I love Pearl as, like, uber mom. Mm -hmm. But I also, like, I mean, you know this. You've been with me for how many fucking recordings? Mm -hmm. Like, I just love the development of, like, Garnet growing into this really loving and demonstrative mother figure. Mhm. Like Pearl's always been mom. Right. But this is something that Garnet has come into and so it's infinitely more interesting in as far as character growth goes, so.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like Pearl's is not just like it it is like learning to like let go be be chiller like be less in control you know yeah yeah so different different sort of story but like it's it's much more apparent like it's much more radical with with garnet because she starts off so stoic yes yeah all right you want to move on to jim drill you got them two episodes of of gay wushu to watch
0: yeah, uh, let's let's move on to Gem Drill. Okay. The even more like like oh. if you thought that <laughs> like Ste Watermelon Stevens like getting fun- fucking crushed was was not bad enough existential horror. Uh, if you
1: if you thought the Ava references were over. <laughs> <sighs> Um, <laughs> Episode 80 Gem Drill This one was written by uh, Raven Mollesey and Paul Velico The synopsis Steven takes a journey deep underground Th- You know what That's the best you really could do with this episode I don't even know how you write a plot synopsis Like a, an official synopsis for this one I,
0: I don't know I, w- I would feel like Maybe Steven and Peridot uh, Take on the cluster
1: That's true That probably would be a little bit better. Uh, Picking up immediately after the last episode, Steven wakes up on the ground. uh, Everything's shaking. Peridot's fucking screaming. She's like, we got to get in the drill. We got to go. Um, She asks him where the other gems are, and he says that they're stuck on Mask Island. Uh, So they activate the drill, and they begin going down into the Earth. Um, Steven asks... uh, what the plan is and paradise says we have a drill we're gonna drill <laughs> um they begin to move through the different uh different layers of the earth uh eventually hitting the sort of lava like uh substance that is see super heated Peridotite. I had to look this one, <laughs> remember this one, which is a material very similar to Peridot. Um Peridot talks about uh, how she was made on Homeworld, that she can't really remember how it happened, just only having, like, feelings of it happening. Uh, she says that even though that she has rebelled against Homeworld, it's still difficult for her to get over the feelings of, like, growing up there, of, of having her home there. Um and uh but it it, it's she's got something better something different now uh with steven and the gems um they begin beginning uh, getting attacked by cluster uh like little gem shard monsters uh steven is talking about how he wishes he could fight like he could bubble them uh leave he feels uneasy about like leaving them just kind of out there roaming around and Peridot sort of coldly explains that there's no way to help them anymore. Um, they're broken beyond repair and they're very like their faculties are not about them because of their, the fact that they are just shards of a consciousness. Uh, eventually the drill, a- uh, arrives at where the cluster is buried. Uh, it is huge. It is fucking insanely large just a, a, a nightmare collection of shattered consciousnesses buried in the center of the earth um they prepare to drill into it I guess to destroy it I think is the idea is so, like drill into it and blow it up if they can um it's beginning to take form Stephen is having uh difficulty concentrating he's getting very panicky uh he's it, it, it's almost as though steven is having a panic attack um i think he is having a panic attack yeah. frankly it seems yeah. like he is um and uh the the cluster is desperately trying to form as Paradot is trying to drill into it uh it's becoming more and more uh hard for steven to stay in the moment he seems to be breaking into this this different sort of, like, world that's throwing him off until finally he finds himself asleep. Uh, not asleep. I think he passes out. Yeah, <laughs> um... He finds himself in a dark void surrounded by points of light. He realizes that he's in the collective consciousness of the Cluster. Uh, it's loud and immense and it's far too much for him to handle, but he is able to communicate with them even though the Cluster is... has difficulty communicating complex ideas uh it is able to communicate with steven uh steven does his best to try and help them uh begins bubbling the different clusters that he finds there uh but unfortunately he he alone cannot do it um the cluster does not want to form does not want to destroy the world but it is compelled to uh due to its programming um Steven panics trying to get it taken care of before he is forced out, uh, of it waking up again outside of the cluster, uh, he begins telling Peridot that it doesn't want to form, that he, need that they need to help them, when suddenly a bunch of small bubbles start peering over the surface of the cluster until it becomes bubbled in one big bubble, the, the, the cluster, cluster bubbled itself, essentially by bubbling all of its little neighbors and it formed into one big bubble, um, finally uh with the cluster seemingly taken care of for now uh peridot and steven return to the surface to meet with the gems who have arrived back with an unconscious lapis uh pearl asks steven if the cluster is destroyed seeing uh, that he looks happy he tells her that they did not destroy the cluster but rather they talked to it and convinced it not to take form uh now it's its own company and has no reason to form again uh and he mentions that they'll have uh All the different consciousnesses within the cluster will have time to, uh, bond now that they're all bubbled together. Um, the cluster is shown once more peacefully laying deep within the earth inside of the bubble. Star wipe the end. Uh, (laughs) first thought was just, God, I love Paradon so much. (laughs)
0: Peridot's so good. I said Team <sighs> Gremlin to the rescue.
1: True. Shorty Squad. They get their own nickname later.
0: Oh, good.
1: Pearl, or not Pearl. Amethyst, uh, Paradot, and Steven are the Shorty Squad.
0: That's good. It- I'm so glad.
1: <laughs> um, fuck the art of the show is just so good. Um, just like steven's facial expressions everything going on it's just like just a great fucking episode
0: yes yes 100 percent. and again
1: like the last time like it starts with this kind of big big kind of move action things but then takes the time to slow down we have that character moment with peridot who is beginning to realize like i think she's grappling with like The feelings of leaving home, like, you know, of severing herself off from Homeworld, but then also when the gym monster shows up, like, grappling with the reality of the thing that she helped make happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: her coldness, to me, is not, like, her uncaring about the situation, of her just being like, I can't focus on this now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, I did did greatly enjoy... uh, when she's talking about like why she doesn't want the earth to be destroyed, mm-hmm. it's like you know you and the billions of other life forms that matter far less to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paradox that got was priorities. very good.
0: <laughs> she really does. Um, and uh, when Stephen was like, "I love you, Paradox," and she said, "Wow, thanks, thanks. yes, um, <laughs> so good." <laughs> I had a I had a, an instance where I said I love you to Anya, and uh, they misheard me mm-hmm. and thought that I had said nothing, and so they were like, "Okay." <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> great. Uh, also, notes in here: uh, triple tip penetration mode is my new handle on grinder. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kind of put that out there. Uh, he's either going to be that or I have no mouth and I must seed. I don't know which one. Um, <sighs> uh, <sighs> uh, but Jesus Christ, this show just like dips into the fucking existential horror shit today.
0: Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah.
1: Just the level this that is- they ramp up. How uncomfortable, like, how, like, while Steven's powers are immense, he has no control over them. And then this, like, consciousness that he could not even hope to comprehend is just gonna, like, destroy him. Yes. The double-edged sword of being psychic, psychic gun.
0: Yeah. Um, I did really... I really enjoyed the use of Steven's like super empathy uh in this episode mm-hmm. um and the ways in which it proved that it could be very dangerous. Um, I also like that although, they showed
1: how Stephen could like mitigate it, like, yeah. how he can take control like he's got enough he knows he's learning enough skills on how to how to take control, how to, like, set the boundaries that he needs to find his way through these sorts of situations.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I'm
1: glad that the cluster is also a bad guy we can talk to. Yes. Uh, every bad guy is just a bad guy you can talk to in Steven Universe. <laughs> Which is not, like, that, that came off a little bit more pandantic, but, like, it's nice. There's not a lot of shows like that.
0: Yeah. Although, like, I wouldn't even necessarily classify the cluster as a bad guy yeah, it's per a threat se. For sure. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a threat, but it's not yeah. like it it's one of those things where people who are in profound pain are unfortunately trying to do things to mitigate that pain that are harmful to those around them.
1: Right. And it's also it, – we'll see kind of – like, we'll see as we're kind of going forward, like, the – like, in situations where Steven cannot talk it out, where Steven has to take – uh, or, or where there is violent action taken to resolve the situation, that it has, like, this lasting emotional impact. Like, uh, we're going to see it coming up in this season and next season, but also – at the end of last season because we beat the bad guys, but we beat the bad guys in like a, a bad emotionally taxing way.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll see the, the ramifications of violence except for the violence that was committed by and upon the poor watermelons.
1: <laughs> I mean, we don't know what kind of like watermelon Hague is happening against Jasper, uh, right now. So, <laughs> <sighs> Uh, but, yeah, the fucking, ugh, the art does such a good job of depicting this just, like, really just hor- like, makes you feel uncomfortable and horrified and scared and so goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also gonna bring up our Discord real quick, because I have some comments on this. Uh, somebody asks, uh, Philo. I uh, was mentioning in the Discord, it's kind of weird from a pacing perspective that the Malachite and Cluster arcs get resolved in the first and second episodes of the season. Uh, do you reckon that that was intentional? I assume so, since we are not going in... We are not going in the order that the season's aired in. We are going in, like, the whatever the... The, the order that the wiki is, which is what was, I guess, the proposed order from the show. Um, and I have a feeling about that, because, like, Steven Universe Steven Universe is more of a show that is about emotional arcs. Like it is more of a show about emotions and less of a show about like big threats. Because like the <laughs> I I like that the 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 thing that we resolve at the end of season two is not the threat or the big scary thing. Uh, but it's in fact like the emotional resonant, like the emotional arc that we came through with, with Peridot, like Peridot finally like ma- fully completing her face turn is the actual, like is the finale of season two. Um, and setting up into season three It seems as though, like, you know, the journey of we're setting up that, you know, the the real actual through line of season three is going to be this emotional journey for Lapis and Jasper, respectively. And I, I think that is intentional, that they're trying to downplay the idea that, like, beating the threat, conquering the big bad is not the not the real point of the show.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can I can see where they're coming from though, mm-hmm. um, especially because it's like it feels very easy for the the uh, these these three episodes to be the end of season three instead, um, just because then you're you're leaving off on the the kind of like denouement of same same old world, but you know, using that as, like, a springboard for for season three with Lapis's and Jasper's whole deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, watching them independent of, like, an actual broadcast restriction, like, not having to catch them on TV and just being able to watch them kind of, like, you know, at a, a fairly even pace makes this feel less weird but if i'd been watching it as it had been coming out i i suspect it would probably grate on me a little more i wonder
1: if these were part of a steven bomb they were not okay no they actually got to almost a normal schedule uh in this one huh weird why did so many of these episodes air early in France uh, looking at the release orders Fr- the Fr- French Cartoon Network was like a big source of leaks
0: <laughs> during the time of the show. Fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but yeah, like Jim Drill, good. I don't have a whole lot of to say about it. I think it's just like a real interest. Like conceptually, the cluster is a very interesting concept for a threat. Um, yes, that shows like okay, just how scary Homeworld can be, and also gives us the like the blueprint on how to deal with you know these big threats going forward.
0: Yeah. Also, world's biggest polycule. It's
1: true we'll see. We'll also see another big polycule later. Very excited for you to meet meet that character. Oh boy. Um All right. You want to move on to Same Old World? Anything else Jim yeah. drill Jim drill?
0: No, I I guess maybe the the last thing, mm-hmm. like, I joked about World's Biggest Polycule, but it is kind of interesting slash nice that it wasn't about, like, finding your partner or anything like that. It was just about making a connection of whatever sort.
1: And it's, it's interesting so. that, like, st- it's also an interesting take that Steven didn't come in and solve their problem for them. He doesn't know how to relate to them, but he knows that he specifically says, like, you all have so much in common, you all can talk and solve this, like, you all can work through this because you all have the same shared experience. Mm-hmm. Like, Steven is not able to do it for himself, but also seems to know that limitation, like, has a good good knowledge of that limitation. So that was nice to see that, the, that our hero doesn't just show up and have the answers, especially in this situation where he's dealing with, like, people who have been you who have experienced this fairly unique trauma.
0: Yeah. So good. Well, I mean not mm-hmm. not terribly unique since it's a gigantic mass of them, but a trauma that is not easily transposed onto Steven's experience set.
1: Yeah, true, true. Okay. Alrighty. Same old world, episode 81. This one was written by Lamar Abrams and Katie Mitroff. Steven flies around the world.
0: No. <laughs> no. no. One,
1: two, three, four, five words. Just five words. Anyways. <laughs> We open up with the crystal gems gathered around. Peridot and Steven are uh, regaling them with the tales of how how uh, they pacified the cluster. Uh, Peridot, uh, Peridot notices uh, that Steven is distracted. He's worried uh, about Lapis, who is resting inside the barn. Uh, he goes off to visit her. Uh, Garnet follows and tells him that she needs rest... Uh, that the strain of holding Malachi really wore her out um he decides to leave heading back to the group uh later that night he's asleep in his adorable fucking caterpillar uh sleeping bag uh when he heard some movement in the barn uh he finds Lapis who is awake she's ready to take flight um uh steven is uh confu- like was kind of hoping that she would settle down with him uh and the rest of the crystal gems and kind of chill out on earth but she says that she doesn't belong on earth and so she leaves steven is understanding about this um the next day um they are finally leaving the barn uh but peridot is like nah i'm gonna stay uh, i've got to fix this i don't want to really move back in the temple I'm, I'm i'm happy here out at the barn um the gems and Greg head back to the ge- uh, the uh, the temple inside the van. Uh, Steven is like, I'll catch up on Lion, who has wandered off who knows where, seeing as Lion has the power to go anywhere at any time he wants to. I don't understand how Steven thought he was going to be able to find him.
0: Uh, <laughs> Hope uh, Springs Eternal. Right.
1: Uh, he eventually does find uh, the barn's silo, and atop it is uh, Lapis. Lapis um he climbs up there and questions why she's uh why she's come back to which she responds that it's due to her behavior towards uh, that due to her behavior towards lapis uh she's not going to be welcome back on homeworld um and she doesn't feel comfortable here basically she's got nowhere to go and steven suggests that she could live on earth just like not here on earth uh, and tells her that he he's got a GPS on his phone. He can show her around. Um, So then we get like a montage of uh, Steven and Lapis flying around. Um, Steven shows her um, like a forest and talks to her about the concept of trees and farming. Uh, They go to Empire City uh, where he talks about like bustling urban life. Uh, Also, New Jersey is apparently still an actual thing um when the they fly up above the clouds and when they clear steven notices that they're deep uh deep over the ocean and far away from the coast and then that's when they spot the galaxy warp Uh, lapis lands and she is overcome with memories from her past using her wild ass water bowers um she recounts how she came to be trapped inside of the mirror. Uh, she was only supposed to be here for a short period of time, uh, but was uh, was gotten caught in the crossfire and was poofed. And a homeworld gem mistook her for a crystal gem and locked her inside of the mirror. Uh, but something caused everybody to run away. And uh, in that process, that's when Lapis was cracked uh, and she was stuck at the galaxy warp for a very long time until she was eventually found by pearl um lapis is dealing with this uh but steven kind of comforts her uh, and they decide that they need to just get away um and get out of this area uh, so they journey back to the barn uh, Lapis is still feeling sad about always being a prisoner she's just, she was a prisoner then she's a pri- she's still a prisoner now because she's stuck on earth uh because she's still on earth and steven specifically says nothing is still on earth everything here changes um like it, it it's a place that like is where you can if you want to you can be you can remake yourself you can make your own life here um lapis decides that she wants to stay she wants to stay at the barn um give earth another opportunity uh the two are interrupted by peridot who comes in to check on the two uh lapis is shocked to find out that peridot is here peridot explains that the barn uh is also her new home but lapis is not uh having any of that she says the barn is her new home not peridot's the two uh turn back to distress steven who isn't quite sure what to do star wipe the end (laughs) Um, (sighs) why did I write, who says my feelings exclamation point? Oh, oh, it's, uh, Peridot talking about Steven being concerned about, like, Steven was all like, my feelings. I got it. I remember now.
0: My very first note is, in all caps, the sleeping bag.
1: It's so good
0: because it's so good. Fuck.
1: It's it, all of Steven's little things like accessories are adorable. I love them.
0: Yeah, it's it's so good. Like. His his hot dog duffel bag hot- to go with his little cheeseburger backpack.
1: <laughs> um, Lapis immediately just like steps on the scene is a fucking mood. Mm hmm. Like, just the fucking patron saint of being kind of depressed and just dealing with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Poorly, poorly controlled PTSD, but you're just getting by. Just making it happen. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love... All that, like, oh, you don't have to say a beach city. You can go to Ocean Town. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what was one I wrote down? It, like there was one called Bayburg, and I wrote it down B A E berg Bayburg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I loved how Stephen was like, yeah, you, you know, I can tell you about the world. Well, okay, I really only know the Tri State area. <laughs>
1: But I've got this GPS on my phone, which I don't, buddy, I don't think it's going to work once you get up in the sky, but okay.
0: Okay, so, like, there is a certain level Mm -hmm. up to which cellular signal will work fairly well. Um, And I seriously doubt that Lapis and Steven are going to be flying higher than that.
1: It's true, Steven does have to breathe. Yes. Um. So...
0: Um, so, I mean, I think that would probably be fine. Uh, once they got way out into the ocean, that might be a completely different matter. matter, But, uh, yeah.
1: Oh man, uh, the running name joke is going to be hilarious next time we record. Uh, it comes back. Oh boy.
0: Um... Yeah, I noted for, you know, we've already talked about how the art in this show is so good, but I did specifically write down that the backgrounds for this episode are fucking phenomenal. So
1: fucking good. Holy shit. Uh, I like also like Steven's uh, human lapis AU that he's writing. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A little coffee shop AU. Yep. Um, God, you know... That if Steven does not currently read fanfic, he will when he's old enough to figure out what AO3 is. I think
1: eventually they talk about uh Steven reading like uh the the weird YA novel series like fanfiction. Oh no no. I think they read fan. he reads some fanfiction for Camp Pining Hearts.
0: Yeah, that tracks.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also, um, like He he betas uh, Connie's fanfic. Oh,
1: certainly, Connie's writing fanfic. Yeah, Connie's
0: already writing writing it. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like, I really liked the the sort of slow pace of this episode. Like, honestly, I didn't have too many notes about it just because it's. It's an episode where, I mean, despite having, like, Lapis talk about her trauma, it still felt like an episode where you were supposed to breathe.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, a chill time, like, lo-fi Steven Universe to study to.
0: Yeah, like, it. I don't feel like it was a filler episode at all. No, I mean, not in that,
1: yeah, it's not, it's not light in the same way that, like, the, the... The
0: fucking, uh... Play episode right. It's just
1: light because it's giving you room to like,
0: like what's Ruinade. happening with
1: with Lapis. You've got to have some time to process.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, also, everything is different except fucking Jersey.
1: <laughs> Jersey's always the same, baby. One constant throughout the legal multiverse. In Jersey. Uh, man, did they nail? disassociation face with lapis ooh
0: yeah <laughs> uh huh oh yeah
1: oh, fucking my depressed queen um, yeah
0: her PTSD is showing
1: so I guess we get uh cause I had forgotten about this I guess we get uh we get some backwards like oh okay uh that's probably why the crystal gems never realized what was going on with lapis in the mirror because they didn't put her in the mirror yeah. Which makes me feel better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little concerned there, but I did feel mm-hmm. I did feel better knowing that the gems weren't the ones who put her in the mirror, so they didn't necessarily know and since you've told me that a lot of like inanimate objects that get used day to day on uh the gem home world mm-hmm. are gems themselves, it makes sense that they wouldn't think Too much of a mirror having a gem in it,
1: right? And then it's crack, like it's also cracked, so can't like she can't accurately, she can't properly tell them anything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, it still fucking sucks. It's the worst goddamn shit. It's horrifying, frankly. Um, Yeah,
0: well, I mean that just that just continues to demonstrate the way
1: that that the. You know what that mm-hmm. the mirror, like the idea of like the mirror and her being interrogated via the mirror reminds me of? What's that? Fucking altered carbon.
0: Like spooling oh. up a stack inside of like a VR room. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm I'm like When did I never so I didn't watch the show? so I don't know how they handled it in the show, but I remember it was fucking brutal in the book.
1: It's pretty brutal in the show.
0: Well, okay, so, like, how do they handle it in the show?
1: Um, I mean, they... I mean, uh, Takashi gets murdered quite a number of times in a VR world until he's able to, like, take control of the VR world Then he puts himself... Because I think... The idea is like he's knocked out and they're spooling his stack up in VR, but his stack is still inside of him, him.
0: Okay, so like the way that it gets handled in the show is like the the stack gets you know, gets put into VR mode, basically, <laughs> but the way or the way that it happens in the book is the Data is is kind of fed into like a pseudo sleeve that has been like in the VR world that has been specifically programmed to be a certain way to heighten the senses of pain. Yeah, it's the same. Um, in the, it's the same and, in the show. Okay. Yeah,
1: okay, it's just okay. like the, the time we see it's, also, it's it's Takashi, so he's got a lot more control over this because that's what he does.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was it was bad in the book. Um, there was, there was especially some stuff that in hindsight is probably some really gross gender essentialism having to do with like the way that, that, uh, female bodies feel pain depending on like, uh, the, their time of the month basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, although like maybe that should have been like an indication that, uh, Richard K. Morgan is a fucking, uh, transphobe. Yeah. With the way that he handled like the entirety of everything, but I don't know, I was just like, "Wow, cool sword." It's true,
1: but yeah, the but it reminds me of that.
0: Yeah, I can see that, and like, I think it it you know further goes to show the way that like people aren't people to the gem state; they are. Things to be used. Right. And if you are not useful, you are not worth treating as a person. Yes.
1: This is a very recurring theme with them. Also, I wonder if she always had
0: these. Because I don't see. We
1: could see a couple more Lapises in Steven Universe future. And, like, Lapis being able to generate this, like, kind of, like, I feel like this is her, like, she's gleamed powers from being in the mirror for so long. Hmm. Also, lapis is just a particularly strong lapis, I think. Because the other lapises we see are not nearly as strong as our lapises.
0: Uh
1: Um. The Also I love Paridot at the end. Continue to love Paradot. She's walking up being like, What's up, Lapis?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I love her. I love her so much. She's she's very good. She has no social graces to speak of. But I am so excited
1: uh, we're getting to the point that these two are going to be together.
0: So so like I know Lapidot is a thing, mm-hmm. but I'm still sitting over here remembering fondly how like Paradot was devastated when You know, when she thought that she'd lost Amethyst's friendship and how Amethyst was upset and was like no more nicknames for Peridot and just like over in Amidot hell.
1: Oh, if you if you if you loved those feelings, you're going to love Peridot sadly listening to country music while in a bathtub.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs)
1: With the specific subtitle that says "listening to sad country music," is this you, Brian? Paradox might be me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm very excited that this is gonna keep, season three is a good fucking season, man. And I'm very excited. We get so much cool shit. Like yeah,
0: I. I made a, a post on mm-hmm. Facebook and and uh, mentioned that we were just starting season three and my friends uh, were like, yeah, that's when it starts to get good.
1: Yeah, because like as if yeah, it's it was already, already very good. Yeah.
0: Like, this is
1: where they really hit their stride, I feel like.
0: I can see that. And I,
1: I I like season 4 is also very good. And I very much like season 5, but the end of se- I will it will get there, but we'll season the end of season 5 is rushed, but it's not anything the creators had any control over. So. Yeah. Um all right. So next time we're going to be watching episodes 82, 83 and 84, Barn Mates, Hit the Diamond and Steven Floats. Uh get prepared for that. Oh my god. Okay,
0: so Stephen Floats just puts me in mind of It with We All Float down here, so I, I am Big Fear. It's- it's- it
1: is another Existential Dread episode.
0: I am Big Fear.
1: Big- have one Big Fear. Uh, on the plus side, we get a baseball episode.
0: Yay! Yeah,
1: the closest thing to a tournament arc. Uh... <laughs>
0: Man, a Steven Universe tournament arc would be really good.
1: I want a Western show to do, like, a tournament arc thing, but, like—
0: Okay, I want—I want a tournament arc, but I want it gay.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what—I want, like, a show with the sensibilities of a Steven Universe or a She-Ra or an Owl House— um, to do like but a make tor- it Dragon Ball, yeah, seat. but make it fucking Dragon. And I know, okay, yes. I know, OKKO okay was trying to go for that Shonen anime thing. And it's a very cute show. Um, I like that show quite a bit, but I want something that has like the slow simmering lore of those of those shows. Yes, and I haven't watched all of K- OKKO. Okay if you're listening, and it, it, that show gets a lot of lore and also has a tournament art, tell me about it. I need to know. 'Cause I know it's got and I know it's got some gays in it, too. So Ugh. It's got a gay just, Power I Ranger want, and a gay ninja. They're gay
0: together. I want, I want a show like Dragon Ball Z that is better to women and has queer characters. Yeah.
1: Is that not just dra- is that not the Dragon Ball Super?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched Dragon Ball Super. I've watched
1: some great clips of Dragon Ball Super and I'm like, wow, because there's a like a weird multi-dimensional tournament. Talk about a show that knows how to do a tournament arc. Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, they've had how many years to perfect it? Yeah, they've done the so many. <laughs> they've done how many tournament yeah. arcs?
1: Uh, but yeah. So anyway, yep.
0: I hear the garage door. Anya is home. We need to. Uh, it's almost. It's word guardian of honor time.
1: time. Our wait. It's word of it's honor.
0: It's word of honor. time. Word of Ardian. guardian word of Guardian. Ugh, uh, i wish it were guardian time i wish i could watch that show again for the first time
1: <laughs> uh but yeah check us out next time join our discord ask us cool questions um it's a good uh, uh let's see um Check us out on Mondays. We're about to finish up Pyre. If you're listening to this, we're going to finish up Pyre in the next episode. Hopefully, probably. I almost certainly. Yeah. I think we're just going to finish Pyre. We're going to push and just finish Pyre next
0: Monday. Probably, yeah.
1: <laughs> um. After that, I don't know what we're going to do. I know we were planning on Oddworld, but Riley had talked about possibly wanting to do, like, a stream of uh, Outer Wilds, which I'm definitely—I mm. would also be down for, especially if Riley joined us, so— cuz i don't think that's a very long game either we could probably do that in two or three settings
0: yeah that sounds right yeah
1: so um but yeah uh you know all our other shows at this point check out paris is burning our Ch- paris is bumping paris is bumping uh that will be available next uh next weekend Uh, that's finally premiering we hastily to to cut together a video ad um i thought zach did a really good job on it considering he had literally 24 hours to do it uh so um all right uh oh we did it together last time didn't we oh no no you did it because you did some kind of Oh no that's right you did like a harry potter spin so i guess it's my turn Uh, No,
0: I didn't do a Harry Potter spin. I told people to vomit things up like Hootie. Oh, yes,
1: that's right. Be like Hootie. (laughs) We should all strive to be more like Hootie. No. Amber is Hootie, by the way. I've determined.
0: I I know. know. This is a true fact. It's unfortunate, (laughs) but you're correct. Amber is your Hootie.
1: (laughs) You've got to figure out which one between you and, uh you and Anya is Ida and then the other one has to be king
0: I mean I feel like it I don't know do I want to be Ida or do I want to like have a really weird fraught relationship with Ida (laughs) um anyways (laughs) sorry no worries (laughs) so just
1: remember everybody be like cookie cat and leave your family behind peace peace